something in store for us, not just this morning, but tonight. Amen. And I'm excited about what he's going to do. Last time that I taught on a Sunday morning, if I'm not mistaken, I taught about seasons. Amen. How many know that we go through not just physical seasons in our life? Amen. But just don't take me out too much up here, Brother Gary. If you don't care, just make sure it's out there. Uh, But we go through seasons physically. Amen. Uh, You know, the the four seasons of the year. But we also go through seasons spiritually. Amen. And I'm going to touch a little bit more on the seasons today. God just laid it on my heart, and I really believe that God has taken our church to a place. We've already seen great things happening, um, miracles, people getting raises, different things, testimonies, and God is doing something, and I know that they've received great words in uh, Texas, even though Brother Jones wasn't even able to show up. I think he missed his flight, or his flight got canceled, or something happened, I think Brother Wayne Huntley ended up getting there late, so, but God knows, and uh, the word was spoken that angels were going to go back, warring angels were going to go back with the pastors to their churches, and I think it's just a witness, because I believe a similar word was spoken last year, and um, it's time for war in the spirit, amen. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but principalities and powers, amen, so we need to learn to fight in the spirit, go to war. You've probably heard it said, go to war on the floor. Amen. We all need to uh, kick it up a notch in our spiritual life because we know we can look at the signs of the time, look at the news, look at the wars and rumors of wars and just everything. And God is coming back soon, so I want to be ready. Amen. I want to be ready. So if everybody could focus their attention, we're going to turn to John chapter 5. Starting in verse 1 and reading through 4 this morning, a very familiar passage of Scripture. John chapter 5, starting in verse 1. It says, After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethesda, having five porches. And in these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. You may be seated. Amen. So let me just read this. Amen. Again, and it says that in these lay a great multitude of impotent folks, blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. And then an angel went down at a certain season. Everybody say a certain season. Into the pool and troubled the water. And whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease he had. If I could for a certain time today, <laughs> amen, for a while 
I would like to just teach, preach, exhort, whatever the case may be, on a certain season. Amen. A certain season. We all go through seasons in our lives, and, you know, we all have, as I believe I mentioned a few weeks ago, we all have that favorite season or maybe a couple of seasons that we like. Amen. Some of us crazy people like the hot weather, you know, they like to be able to go out and sweat because then they can go and if you have a pool, you can get in the comfort of the pool and jump in and get cooled down and play. And some of you like your the summer sports, maybe the jet skis and different things. And and the older I get, the less I like summer. Amen. Which I work um, not necessarily outdoors, but I don't work in the air conditioner. And I do work outdoors quite often. So I don't like summer. I don't like to sweat. Amen. It's bad enough having to work without having to sweat and kill yourself. Amen. But some people love it. Some people love summer. Some people would just as soon vacation in Florida where it's hot as anywhere else. Myself, I, we usually wait till the fall to, to go on our big vacation of the year because we like the cooler weather. We like the fall colors. Amen. We like to snuggle up on the couch behind a gas fireplace and get in a jacuzzi and, and, and just enjoy it. And you can't, you know, that, that ain't fun in the summer. But that's what we enjoy. That's what we enjoyed this last week. It was amazing. Amen. Thank God for the favor of God um, that I had in my job to allow me to do that. They, you know, they blew my mind giving us that time off. And, but we just enjoyed it. We, we spent some time on the porch when it wasn't too cold in the rocking chair, just looking out at the mountains and the fall colors and praying. And that's what we love. Some people like spring when things just start to grow and you're kind of in between. Sometimes it's not too hot. It's not too cold. Amen. Unless you're in western Kentucky and then sometimes you don't even get a spring and summer just hits you immediately. <laughs> Amen. But then some people like winter. Um, the three times a century in Kentucky when it snows enough to enjoy it. You can see that. You can enjoy that. Amen. Or if Christmas isn't 85, like it has been a couple times the last few years here, some people enjoy that. But there's different seasons that we go through. But those are the physical seasons. How many know that we go through seasons and sometimes financially and seasons sometimes spiritually? And we go through seasons, maybe we're feeling depression and maybe we feel anxiety. And, <clears throat> and if any of you were here to hear Brother Wade I believe it might have been that Sunday morning he was teaching and preaching and talking about how sometimes we face seasons of depression and things in our body or anxiety or thoughts of suicide, amen, and that doesn't mean that you are necessarily just a depressed person or a suicidal person or an anxious person, amen, because there are spirits that we fight and we war against. That God wants us to know, listen, I need you to fight hell for somebody. There's somebody struggling in this area, and I need you to get on your knees and war against it. Now, sometimes it is you. Sometimes we just face struggles in life. Maybe our marriage is not going the way it needs to. Our finances are rocky. Amen. And that doesn't exactly always just make you feel joyous. And sometimes it makes you feel anxious and depressed. Amen. But we face certain seasons. But imagine being 
And I didn't read this whole story, but imagine being at the pool of Bethesda and having all these things in your body. It says there were impotent folks, blind, halt, withered, and and they were waiting for a move. Amen. And only knowing that there was going to be a certain season that the angel would come and trouble the pool. Amen. And if I were to continue to read, it talks about a man that was there and what was it, 38 years or something, that he sat there beside the pool, amen, and missed his opportunity for the miraculous to happen. And when Jesus asked him why, amen, he said there was nobody there when the pool was troubled to help him to the pool. Amen. And that's when Jesus, you can read, amen, and and continue in John chapter 5, Jesus healed him. But I want to tell you that we go through seasons and we go through times in life. And the most frustrating thing as a Christian and as an apostolic is that uncertainty. Amen. And if I were to have a subtitle this morning, I would have put uncertain certainty. Because that's what it feels like sometimes because the Bible talks about a certain season. And we ask ourselves, okay, Lord, that just seems kind of frustrating. That seems a little bit like an oxymoron. That seems like a contradiction because how can something be certain, but really it's uncertain at the same time? Because all these people sat at this pool waiting for the water to be troubled by that angel and for it to happen at a quote-unquote certain time, amen, but they had absolutely no idea, amen, when it was going to happen. And y'all, I ain't going to bite you this morning. I know it's Sunday morning, so if you just feel like saying amen or owe me anytime, that'd be great. You don't have to. Hallelujah. Or help him, Lord. God bless his soul. Whatever. Amen. But it's so frustrating, and if I were to go around and ask every single one of you, I know you could, tell, you could testify and you could tell me of the things that you've been waiting for. And, and God, I know that I was spoken a word. Amen. The man of God said it was going to happen, and he, and he told me it was going to happen at, at a certain time. Amen. But why is the certainty so uncertain? Why, amen, is there never a definite answer in my world. Why, Lord? I've been doing everything that I know to do. I've been praying. I've been faithful to the house of God. I even try to fast every once in a while. What's going on? Lord, I give him my tithes. I do, etc. Whatever you name it, I try to obey the word of God. But why is this thing that's supposed to be certain, amen, so uncertain in my life? Amen. Why do I have to face seasons, amen, and amen? Because seasons, in spiritual walks with God are not like the seasons, amen, of the world. You have winter, you have spring, you have summer, you have fall, amen, and you know it's going to fall in a certain order, a quote-unquote certain order. Now, the weather might not always uh, determine, you know, you might, you might say it's summer outside and, and feel like fall sometimes, and in our winters, we know it could feel like spring and sometimes even summer. We're in western Kentucky. You can have Every season in a, in a week sometimes. Amen. But you still know that they are called a certain thing. You know you have three months of this, three months of this, three months of this, three months of this. Amen. That's not how it works in, in the spiritual walk with God. Now, every once in a while, you'll get lucky and God will say, okay, at such and such time. But that doesn't happen very often. 
Amen. Because if God were to lay things out on the line for us and he were to draw us out a map, amen, like the GPS that I'm so thankful that we had on the way to the mountains, because I'm just going to tell you, I can get lost on a one-way street in Madisonville. Amen. I, that GPS is my friend. So I put it up there and I say, okay, such and such road in the mountains, and it leads me there. And, but if we, didn't, if we had everything laid out like that GPS leads us to our destination, Amen. Some of us would not be as faithful to God as he would like us to be. In fact, some of us would fall short, just like some people are waiting for this person, this great prophet, to get up and say, Amen. God is coming back such and such date, such and such year. Amen. And they would like it if they would even narrow it down to the day and the, uh, and, and the hour of the day. So they can live a mediocre life, amen, that's not pleasing to God, and then just try to slide in at the last moment for that umpire to stay safe. But that's not the way God works. The Bible says, he that endureth until the end, the same shall be saved. Amen. That means you have to continue to push. You have to continue to endure there's things that's God, that God is going to place in your world that you have to continue to fight on a daily basis. Amen. Because God never wants us to be in such a position where we think that we're making things happen in our world. Amen. My, fin- my finances are good. You know, I have a certain amount in the bank account. <clears throat> my wife's healthy. I'm healthy. My babies are healthy. Amen. My family's in church and we just think things are going good. And sometimes when things are just wonderful and they're rosy and they're cheerful, amen, we forgot who really did it for us. Amen. We forgot the one, hallelujah, who gave us the breath in the body every day when we wake up and the strength to work. And amen, the one who gives us the joy and the one who gives us life. And amen, the one who provided the finances. And, and, it, and we put, it puts us in a position where we learn, amen, not really to trust on our, in God, but trust in ourselves. If God were to determine every season for us and say, listen, amen, you're going to have a baby and it's going to be... A, uh, October 23rd, 2023. And you're going to get the raise in February of whatever. And, and this is going to happen on that day. And just begin to lay things out in a, in a map. Amen. What kind of fervency would we get to pray and say, Lord, when we can get on our knees and say, God, I need an answer. God, I need a move. Lord, I don't know when you're going to come through, but I know it's going to be right on time. This season, I know God is uncertain, amen, but it's also certain. There's been so many times, how many of y'all, you've prayed, I need the finances now. I mean, you've heard us talking about, about it, we're in a microwave generation, you want to pop it in in two minutes, three minutes, five minutes, whatever, you want that to be done. Amen. We want that certain thing to happen. But I have gone through so many things where I needed God to move, and every time he did, it was perfect. Amen. It was right on time, even though maybe before the miracle happened, it didn't feel like it was right on time. Amen. I know you've heard me testify about 2020 when COVID hit. Things were seemingly going great at the company and then all of a sudden all of a, this 
big pandemic, this big bad monster of a pandemic hits, and of course everybody's in a panic and they're scared. And our company starts preparing because they think their customer is going to shut down, and we do these couple of weeks of seven-day mandatory 12-hour days, which has never happened at, at Tunco. And I'm supposed to get my third five-year bonus. And they tell us, or me, well, you know, the company is just in an uncertain position right now. We got COVID going, and I'm like, uncertain? I'm working 60-plus hours a, a week. I'm making as much probably in a month or two in overtime as you would be paying me in that bonus. Amen. And I didn't say it exactly like that. I didn't want to lose my job. Amen. But God worked it out to where I got that bonus the same time I got my Christmas bonus. Amen. And it was in a season that worked out so much better. Amen. Because we pray things to happen and we don't really understand or grasp why or how. Amen. We're praying it. <clears throat> we need to pray specific prayers and we need to pray for God's will because we could pray things that are completely against the will of God. Because God has a perfect time. God doesn't work in time, but he works in eternity. And that's why sometimes things seem so frustrating and sometimes things seem like, my goodness, Lord, could you just, can you get this off the turtle and put it on the hair, please? But the problem is what you don't understand is that hair gets a little confident sometimes in his flesh. And what the hair does, years and years ago, I preached about the tortoise in the hair, hallelujah. Amen. The hare gets too confident in its own ability and says, you know what? I can slow down for a while. I can go take a nap on the side of the road because I'm just good enough and I'm just quick enough that it's not going to matter because that turtle is so slow. Amen. That I have time just to slack off and I'm still going to win the race. Amen. So we need to get not a hare or a rabbit mentality, but we need to get a turtle mentality that says, listen, I might not be the quickest, but I'm going to be consistent. I'm going to trust in God. I'm going to read his word. I'm going to pray. I'm not going to pray three hours one day and not do it again for a month. I'm going to stay consistent because the Bible says that in my flesh dwelleth no good thing. <coughs> so if we get that rabbit or that hare mentality, what begins to happen is that our flesh rises up and that pride rises up to think that we're, we have all this confidence and we can win no matter what the obstacle is because the power is in us. But the turtle realized I have to keep on going because I'm slow and I don't have time to stop. I don't have time to go take a nap under the tree. I have to keep on going. Amen. Because... I don't have time to let the enemy creep up on me and catch me off guard. And amen, those weights and sins that the Bible talks about so easily besetting us. Amen, it's a consistency that we have to have in our walk with God that says, Lord, in this uncertain season of certainty. Amen, seems kind of ironic or like an oxymoron. These uncertain seasons, God, I'm going to stay faithful because I know when you perform your word, and you're going to because the Bible says, amen, he cannot lie. 
I know when you do it, God, it's going to be your perfect timing. But I would go back and read, and obviously these people are waiting, these impotent, these blind, halt, withered. I'm sure people with all kinds of different things going on. (coughs) They were waiting. And it said, an angel came on that certain season into the pool, troubled the water. But what did it say? Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in, was made whole. Of whatsoever disease that they had. So, sometimes we can be praying for our answer. We're waiting for it to come in that certain or maybe not so certain season. Amen. And we get so distracted while waiting that when the angel comes and troubles the water, we're sitting back on the sideline while all these other jokers are stepping in the pool and getting their miracle. Amen. Because we're so frustrated in our waiting. We're so depressed and anxious in our waiting. Amen. That we can't see the miracle when it's right in front of our face. God's given you the answer, amen, right there, but you're so frustrated because you've waited for so long and there's been so many distractions there. The Bible doesn't say that in this certain season that the angel's going to come and trouble the water and boom, you're just going to be made whole. It says when this season happens and when the pool is troubled, whosoever first steps in. I would tell somebody today that The miracle is there, but you have to step into it. Come on, somebody. I said the miracle is here. Amen. But you have to step into your miracle. Amen. You've been waiting long enough. You've been frustrated long enough. Let go of the frustration and step into what God has for you. Amen. Because there are things that God would have you lay down. Amen. Maybe there are some things that aren't necessarily sins. You know, everybody wants an answer. Well, Lord, the Bible doesn't say thou shalt not smoke pot. It doesn't say thou shalt not inject a needle into your vein and inject yourself with heroin. It doesn't say thou shalt not inhale nicotine. But it does say your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Right? And it does talk about defiling your temple. And it does talk about, and I know if any time we talk about this, I can't just talk about drugs and alcohol and cigarettes. I got to talk about eating too much. Temperance. Temperance. Come on. Self-control. Amen. Everybody's looking for that exact answer in the word of God to create a loophole so we can live just close enough. Amen. Not everything is a sin. Some things are the weights. But the Bible says the weight and the sin that does so easily beset us. That weight, when it's there too long, can drag us down to where it will become a sin. Amen. God would tell somebody today, there's some things that you need to clean up at home. I can tell it's been a few weeks since I preached. Amen. There's some things that you need to clean up at home. There's some things that you already know that God's already said, get rid of this. Or maybe it's not necessarily a get rid of this. It's a do more of this. Raise the standard just a little bit higher. 
pray just a little bit more. Be a little bit more consistent. Amen. And I'm not talking about setting the bar so high that we can't attain it. Amen. We have to, we have to start somewhere. If you can pray for five or ten minutes a day, every day consistently, but have a quality prayer that reaches God. Because you can have, I already said it, you can have a quality prayer, amen, that reaches God. You're speaking in tongues for two hours, but if you don't do it again the rest of the week or the rest of the month, amen, you are wasting your time. You have people, amen, and we've all known them or maybe known them in the past, and, and they would always say, I'm going on this big fast. God's calling me to this 40-day only water fast, and God's getting ready to do some miracles. I'm going to raise people from the dead when this fast is over. Sorry, Pastor, I can't be at church because I'm on a fast. Is that the will of God? God's called you to a fast that's going to create unfaithfulness in your life? That's not the will of God. The will of God is to be, and I'm not saying don't fast, because the Bible says that some things only come through prayer and fasting. Amen? My wife, in our marriage, you've heard us testify, and... She knew there was something that I had been dealing with, fighting, but she didn't know exactly what. And that was before, I think everybody in here, if most of y'all have heard me talk about the struggle with perversion, the addiction that I had to pornography. She didn't know exactly what was going on, but she knew what was going on, and she started a three-week fast. Now, she didn't fast every day, 24 hours a day for three weeks, <clears throat> but she fasted every day till either lunch or dinner, and she knew she said, Lord, I want something to break. And it was through that fast that God brought it out, and I was able to find the confidence because I knew it was wrong, and I knew it was, and it was a, a disgusting thing, and I wanted deliverance from it. Amen? But it was through that fast that God gave me confidence because I was scared to confront it. I was scared to tell my pastor. I was scared to tell my wife. I was scared to do what the Bible says, confess your faults one to another. Amen. I was scared to do that because who wants to really confess something like that? Amen. But it was through her prayers. Amen. And fasting, it gave me confidence to be able to confront that. Amen. We need to develop a consistency. Amen. We need to go home and if there's things that we know are not pleasing to God, let's clean it up. Amen. And, and you know what's going to happen when you do that? It's going to create an atmosphere of peace in your home. Amen. Even if you're in a, if you're in a rocky relationship, amen, and and maybe your husband, wife, whatever the case may be, is coming against you. Amen. They're not on the same level spiritually. They're, they don't go to church. Whatever. Amen. Do some things and make a stand for God and say, Lord, I'm doing this. And I want you to move. And see what God does. I'm not sitting here telling you that if you do this, things are going to be smooth. And you're never going to have any issues. No. <laughs> In fact, things might get a little rockier for a little while. Amen. But see what God does in your world. Say, Lord, I want an answer. Amen. I know you've given me the answer in your word. And I know, amen, you've given me a promise. But, Lord, I'm ready for it now. And I want to see you move. I need to see you move. Amen. Uncertain. Certainty. Uncertain certainty. Amen. Y'all all know, y'all y'all know my wife and I struggle with uh, barrenness, and we're not the only one. Brother Chad, Sister Melissa, Alice, Timmy. I mean, it it happens. Amen. You know the struggle, and amen. And you know what it is? Is it uncertain certainty? 
It is. It's an uncertain certainty because you know the word of God has spoken it. The promise is there. Amen. But when? When is it going to happen? Okay, Lord, things seem to be wrapping up. Y'all probably heard on the news where the, <coughs> where the Israelites think they found their Messiah. He's supposedly already performing miracles and great things are happening. He's memorized the Torah and the Talmud and whatever, all these books that, you know, and he's just amazing. And I'm not slurring, but it's a sign of the time. And it makes you wonder, okay, Lord, I have a promise, but it's uncertain. Amen. But do you give up every month when that reminder comes and tells you that it's not happening yet in that certain or uncertain time? Or do you press forth? Amen. And keep on and keep on being consistent and keep on drawing closer to God and and make spiritual things your babies until your physical baby comes. Certain season, certain seasons are (laughs) so many times uncertain. Uncertain means not known beyond doubt. Not having a certain knowledge. We all want knowledge. Lord, well, if I just knew. (laughs) I know I've gotten a promise, God, but if I just, if you would just, just give me just a little bit more information. Why? Why do you want to try outperform God? Nothing that we could do with our physical hands or bodies or time can ever compare to what God has. Not having certain knowledge, not clearly identified or defined. It's an uncertain certainty. Not constant, indefinite, indeterminate, which means you cannot determine it. Not certain to occur, not reliable. It's uncertain, but I would tell you that obviously our God, amen, is reliable. Not always certain, but reliable. Amen, you don't always know when it's going to happen, but it's reliable. Lord, anytime now. <laughs> okay, God, car's broken down. Can't wash the clothes. The washer's messed up. Don't know when my utilities are going to be cut off. Got three dozen kids to try feed. No groceries. Frustrations. Amen. Nobody ever said you weren't, wouldn't get frustrated living for God. Amen. Everybody's looking for the easy path. Everybody's looking for that road to happiness. Amen. Apostle Paul said, I think myself happy. You know why he said, I think myself happy? Because there were situations that he faced where he wasn't necessarily, I'm sure when he was drowning in that ship and he was floating on a, just a piece of board on the on the sea, he probably wasn't happy mentally. Or when those whips were coming across his back and he was getting beaten and, and the skin was ripping off, I'm sure he probably wasn't very happy mentally. 
Amen. When he and 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 uh, Silas were in the prison, and back then, you know, the sewer would run for, through it, and I'm sure there were rats and all kinds of nasty things. And I'm, I, I can just imagine people would come out of those dungeons if they made it out with diseases. I can imagine he wasn't happy, but when midnight came, Paul and Silas began to sing. Hallelujah. And worship and praise God. Amen. Because there comes a time where we have to say my situation, amen, is not happy, but I have to think myself happy. (coughs) Because whatsoever a man, what does it say? Thinks in his heart. So is he. We wake up, we're depressed. We wake up, we're anxious. We go to bed. We're anxious. Thoughts of suicide cross our mind. Amen. We have, to, we have to look unto God and say, the joy of the Lord is my strength. Amen. And if I want joy, the Bible says, it literally says, leap for it. Amen. Leap for it. In other words, you have to take action on your situation. Amen. I think myself happy. Quit loading. Loading. Quit looking for a road to happiness. Amen. Because this life is not a happy life. We're living, amen, in an ungodly world. Amen. God created it, but it's full of perversion. The Bible says they will call good evil and evil good. It's happening. Amen. We're living in a world where people can have whatever identity they want to have. Amen. We're living in gross darkness. Amen. It's not a happy time, but we as apostolics, we as Christians can be happy. Amen. When we choose to think upon God and keep our mind on him. And the word says that if we would keep our minds on him, he will keep us in that perfect peace. You see, perfect in the Bible doesn't just mean, amen, that every there's nothing wrong. It means that it's a mature state. And I want to tell you something. Having peace in your world requires mature thinking. But it also requires mature actions. Having joy in your world requires mature thinking, but also mature actions. There are steps that you have to take with God and in your life to have that peace that passes all understanding, to have that joy. When you're facing rocky things and uncertain things, don't tell me that your situation dictates your emotions because they come from the heart, which the Bible says is deceitful above all, and who can know it? Amen. You know what that tells me? That, that tells me that when you can't pay the bills, you can still be happy. That tells me, amen, that when there's sickness, you can still be happy. Because what is this life compared to eternity? Are we living for this world so we can be debt-free and be a millionaire? And yes, we can do that if we make wise decisions and, amen, we can have favor and etc. We can do those things. But is that why we're living on this earth for those, amen, carnal goals and visions that we have? They're necessary, but that's not why we're living. We're living because I got to go to heaven. I got to hear the words, well done, my good and my faithful servant. Faithful servant. 
Amen. Not only are you willing to serve and work, amen, hallelujah, and servants are are sometimes down here and they're not getting recognition when they're behind the scenes and they're doing everything. They're not, amen, they're not getting, amen, a pat on the back and saying, well done, amen, but they're just serving. But not only are they serving, they're being faithful, they're being diligent, they're being consistent. Well done, my good and my faithful Servant. Uncertain. Not reliable. Amen. Something certain is something that's fixed, something settled of a specific but unspecified character. That's funny because doesn't that mean that even certainty is uncertain? Hey, go talk to Brother Webster. unspecified character quantity. I'm not reading the definition of uncertain now. I'm reading the definition of certain. Specific but unspecified character quantity or degree. Dependable, reliable. Known or proved to be true. We like those. My wife and I went and looked for furniture. Our couches, we've had it for, what do you say, eight years? It's tearing apart. We... One new cow. So we went to Todd's looking, and she, what did she say? I want Ashley. I want Ashley furniture. Why? Because that's pretty much all we've ever had. And I know it's reliable. It's good furniture. I know they have good quality. It's what we've had. It's lasted. I want Ashley furniture. We want things that are reliable. Amen. We went to the mountains this week. And try different restaurants. I mean, we're in Pigeon Forge. We're in the Smoky Mountains. Why in the world would you go eat? Everybody says, why in the world are you going to go eat something that you can go in Madisonville and eat? But I'm going to tell you, those things that which were certain were the things that we enjoyed. Sometimes more than the things that were uncertain because, oh, we were on vacation. We went to, va- we went to Cracker Barrel and Pastor called us and <clears throat> and, he, and he said, well, actually, I think it was Sister Orton. We were on the phone. And, and they, why are you at Cracker Barrel? You're in the mountains. Well, I'm just going to tell you, I enjoyed it. It was good. My French toast and my bacon and my scrambled eggs and, and Cracker Barrel. You can't beat Cracker Barrel coffee. It was mm-mm good. Amen. And then we went to Cheddar's. My God, you can go to Evansville and eat Cheddar's. I'm just going to tell you, that 10-ounce sirloin and those fries and that sweet tea, that was good stuff. It was certain. Amen. And it was about 60 bucks cheaper than the other restaurants. It was good. Amen. We want the things that are dependable. We want the things that are certain. Amen. But God said, listen, if you would trust in me, even when things are not certain, amen, and when when things in your world aren't dependable, I'm going to be the rock, amen, that never leaves you, never forsakes you. What does the Bible say? The simple things. If you would just obey my simple principles, seek ye first the kingdom of God and my righteousness or his righteousness. And then 
All these things. Everybody's like, seek ye first, seek him God. Hallelujah. Look at the equation. Everybody's looking for the pie in the sky, but they want to do it when they can do everything they want to do. I want to be able to gossip on social media. I want to talk to people about things in my marriage that they shouldn't know about. I, should, I want to gossip about the pastoral team. I want to do this. I want to watch things on TV that I don't need to be watching. I want to listen to the things on the radio that I don't need to listen to. I want to be able to go to church only once a month. Amen. But I want to be able to live life the way I want to live life, and I still want God to answer all my prayers. But, Bob, but God said, you know what God said? God said, listen. I'm faithful to you. I give you life every day. I give you breath every day. Amen. I give you the ability to work and provide for the finances. So all I require, because the Bible says that he is a jealous God. Amen. And all he requires is just for us to put him first. Now, why is it so hard? And it is. I'll tell you, I've been there. I'm a witness. I'm an example Sometimes it feels so hard just to put a God who, who hung on Calvary for us first. It's so hard, amen, for us, amen, to seek him first. Amen, the one who had the nails and hammered in his hands and his, in his feet and the crown of thorns, amen, beating his head for us. The one, amen, who came down for us that we might have salvation. But we find it so hard to seek ye first the kingdom of God, amen, and his righteousness, amen. And there's so many little things like that in the Bible that says, if you will do this, then I will do this. It's not really hard, and some of us need to take the time and look in the mirror long enough to examine ourselves and, and see if we're lining up to what the Bible says. Hey, if you do this, I'll do this. If you do this, I'll do this. Everybody comes to Pastor Lord, I need to... Pastor, I need a word. I need, I need you to do something. I need you to pray. I need counseling. And he asked them one question. They want to fly off and get mad. Well, have you prayed? What are you talking about? Have I prayed? I, I, I need an answer. I don't need you to psychoexamine me. I don't need you to analyze me. I don't need you to ask me if I've prayed. That's what you're for, Pastor. I need you to pray for me. That's what you're for, Pastor. I need you to stand in the gap for me. Yes, he is our watchman, and yes, he does pray for us, and yes, he does see things that sometimes we don't see because he's the watchman on the wall. Amen. But we have to be willing to seek out our own salvation with fear and trembling. Amen. We got to go to the throne of God boldly and approach his throne and say, Lord, I need you to do some things. Amen. But I'll tell you, you know what the greatest, amen, testimony, amen, and the greatest thing that gets, amen, the attention of the throne of God is, uh, is when your life is a living testimony and you can go before him and say, Lord, I have done everything that your word says to do, line upon line, line upon line, precept upon precept, precept upon precept. I've done it all. I'm seeking you first. I'm being faithful. And Lord, amen, I know need you to answer my prayer. I need a miracle right now. My life is a testimony. You see, there can be a certain season, but what if 
our lifestyle is uncertain. You see, that's not being cocky when you say, Lord, my, my life lines up to your word. I'm not talking about going out and telling everybody, well, look at me. I'm holier than thou. Look at me. I dress right. I talk right. I spit white. No, I'm talking about looking at God and saying, God, you see my life. You see how I live. And your word said you would never leave me. Your word said you would never forsake me. Amen. Mm. Certain, uncertain, certainty. We know the story. We've quoted it so many times. My wife and I did a little play. Abraham and Sarah, they were, I mean, they were just old, old, wrinkly, walking through a desert. See, they didn't get the privilege of Moses when he was in the wilderness. The Bible talked about Moses. If any of y'all haven't listened to it, go, go and listen to Brother Heath's message about Seeker of the Glory. Man, we listened to it again. Hallelujah. You see, when, when, when Moses died, he looked as good the day he died as he did the day he went into the wilderness because God kept them young and kept their clothes good and their, their sandals or whatever good. And Abraham and Sarah, they didn't have that privilege. They're just a couple old people who've been waiting on a word. Now, the only thing is they, they did some things that, to, to play Jesus. They played God in their own life. God ain't asking you to be God. He, he's, he's good enough by himself. Just be faithful. Amen. When the baby wasn't there, Sarah said, listen, go into my handmaid. I'm desperate for a child. And all that did was bring them misery. All that was was a reminder, amen, that God's promise still hadn't come to pass. But still through all that, God still gave them a promise. Amen. And finally, after all the years of uncertainty, God said it's going to happen this time next year. Finally, there's certainty. And even when there's certainty, they still laugh. God, you got to be crazy. We're old. We're wrinkly. I mean, what up, what's up? But sure enough, when God speaks... He gave that final answer and it came to pass. Because faithfulness brings certainty. In the season of uncertainty, faithfulness brings it. Consistency brings it. When we can go through the chaos and the confusion in our world, but we can still be faithful to God and still pray and not say, Lord, I'm just going to crawl up in a corner today because I just don't know how things are going to happen for me. Not get on your group text or your social media or whatever the case may be, amen, and, and murmur and complain to everybody on there about how God's not doing something in your world, but proclaim the things that he is doing. Amen. My wife and I, uh, was it 2011, went to the Smokies, and not to get too personal, y'all have heard this hundreds of times from us, but amen. Trying for a baby. Here she is three weeks late for her monthly. Three weeks late. Man, she must be pregnant. And on our anniversary, boom. Uncertainty. 
uncertainty. Years later, we're still trying. Years later, gone through miscarriages, gone through different things. Oh, guess what? Celebrating 14 years this year. Thank you, Jesus, for my beautiful, godly wife. 14 years, October 25th. Now, it didn't hit on the 25th, but it hit about two days into vacation. Amen. But you get up and you say, God, I'm not going to live for you anymore because, amen, my promise ain't there. I'm not going to serve you anymore because I'm just sick of trying. No, you get up and you say, Lord, uh, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Uh, Amen. But still, blessed be the name of the Lord. I know you're faithful, God, but I'm not living for this baby. I'm living, Lord, uh, because I want to make it. Nothing more frustrating than that uncertain certainty. Sister Heather, she's going through an uncertain certainty. Had that wreck. Has no idea when this thing's going to be over. Nothing more frustrating than not knowing an answer. But we can't give up because God, you think the answer slipped by him? It's like, Lord, do you even know? Sometimes I think we're, we're just cocky enough to think that. Because you sure don't feel like, you know, I mean, if somebody need to get up there and give you a clue, maybe God Jr. needs to tell you. Just joking. There's only one God. Amen. Maybe you need a little help with the, with the problem. No. Amen. He knew it before you were ever formed in your mother's womb. Amen. He's known the answer through all of eternity before you ever existed. Amen. From the days of Adam and Eve, he knew. Amen. And it didn't slip past him. But if you would be faithful, I would tell you that when that miracle happens, it's going to happen. And I've said this over and over, but let it be a witness again in the Holy Ghost. When that miracle happens, it's going to exceed any expectation. Why? What does the Bible say? He shall do exceeding abundantly above all that you ask or think. But there's, you see, sometimes we forget to quote that whole thing. Because it says, according to the power not that worketh in him. According to the power that worketh in us. God, I failed you. Maybe it's not going to happen. God, I ain't been living for you like I need to. Maybe it's not going to happen. Hey, I got a clue. I got an answer. Start now. Today is the day of salvation. Today. Amen. If you fall, the Bible says even the righteous is going to fall seven times. Amen. But get back up. Amen. Pick up the sword and fight again. Amen. Get back on. Amen. The horse and fight again. Amen. Pick up your sword again. Pick up. Amen. The cross again. Peter, you're going to deny me three times. You're crazy, Lord. Ain't going to happen. Never going to happen. Nope. I love you too much. Never going to happen. Sure enough, he denied him. Ain't you one of those ones that used to walk with him? Shh. You whacking the shack, Jack. You're crazy. And that happened three times. People confronted him. No, 
no, your, your dress betrays you. Your, your, your look betrays you. You're one of those. No, I ain't. And the third time, the cock crowed, amen, and he, it, it hit him in the face. God, I'm sorry. Because I'm going to tell you, we're not perfect, but God says in your imperfections, amen, come to me. Cry to me. What does about the Bible say about the weak and the heavy laden? Amen, come to me and I will give you rest. He is the rest which shall cause the weary to rest. Amen. Sister Katie has a, a podcast. I don't think she's done it in a while, but imperfectly, perfectly imperfect. Called it perfectly imperfect. Amen. We're imperfect. The Bible talks about striving for perfection. That's not talking about, amen, a fourth plan in the plan of salvation. That's talking about, amen, striving to be mature. Amen. Striving, amen, okay, and saying, God, okay, I've lived for you long enough. I shouldn't be making these same mistakes. I shouldn't be falling and, and, and tripping over the same stumbling blocks that I was a year ago. Striving for perfection. But God, where can you show me in the Bible that it says you made a mistake so he's just going to leave you out in the desert somewhere? Because that's what we do. We just want to beat ourselves over the head with a hammer. And Lord, I just made a, I made a mistake and I just can't live for you now. And I, and I just know that you're not going to be there for me. And God's saying, listen, you're crazy. Amen. I'm perfect. Your flesh. Amen. I'm supernatural. But your flesh. Amen. But I gave you an ability within yourself. Amen. I gave you a power within yourself that if you would just rise up. thing certain is God I feel the Holy Ghost on a Sunday morning God is so good so good to be back in the house I know I already said it but guys let's not take this for granted if it's Sunday morning I know we got to rub the sleep out of our eyes we keep yawning almost falling asleep on the pew, I get it, but let's not take this for granted, amen, let's not take this church, amen, this, not just this building, amen, but the church of the living God, let's not take it for granted, let's not take the truth for granted, we are privileged to walk in this truth, we are privileged that we can still, amen, right now, I don't know if it's going to last forever, but right now, we can assemble together, Amen. Without hiding, we can worship freely. We don't have to. Y'all heard, brother and sister Mason, if you were here, talking about how, amen, if they smuggle, they have to smuggle their Bibles. Because if they get caught, they can, they can literally lose their lives. And if they have certain books, it could be five, ten years, whatever, in prison. We don't have to worry about hiding our Bible. We don't have to worry about Amen. Y'all remember some of the some of the things he talked about? They would gather everybody's cell phones and pay a cab driver to drive around for two or three hours. Amen. So when when the government would look at their location, they they, they couldn't find them because they were literally just driving everywhere. We don't have to worry about that. We're spoiled. 
And sometimes I, I think the spoiled uh, American attitude keeps us from really, amen, getting a hold of, of the miracle, getting a hold of the walk with God that we need to have. Because we literally have everything at our fingertips. And if we don't have it, amen, the government's there to provide it. I'm not saying sometimes we don't have uh, things that are difficult that we deal with. I'm not saying that we never walk through anything. But get up. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Amen. Live for Jesus like you know you need to. Amen. Pray a prayer of consistency every day. Guys, I'm going to tell you, some people kind of laugh about it, make fun. Amen. But I'm telling you, we got to be intentional. I use reminders. Pray prayers every day. I got one that goes off every day. Pray prayers. Amen. That's not to say that I'm just going to forget to pray in general. But I have specific prayers that I pray every day. Amen, Lord, I loose the spirit of the fear of the Lord to go before me and to settle upon every person that I encounter, every place I will go into. I loose the spirit of the fear of the Lord to go before me. I loose the favor of both God and man to come to me and rest upon me in every place I will go and every person I will interact and encounter with. In Jesus' name I pray. This day I bind every principality, I bind every power, I bind every ruler of darkness of this world. I bind every spiritual wickedness in high places of Madisonville, Kentucky, Hopkins County, Kentucky, and of my spiritual jurisdiction. This day I bind a strong man in Madisonville, Kentucky, Hopkins County, Kentucky, and of my spiritual jurisdiction. I say this day in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that all the goods, the souls, the finances, and the resources of his house be loose to come into truth apostolic church in the kingdom of God. I decree it and I declare it in Jesus' name. And I pray, amen, that that offering prayer every single day upon the authority of your word I have given and it shall be given to me. Why? Because it's a promise. Pressed down, shaking together and running over. I am a tither. I bring my tithe today into your storehouse. Therefore the enemy is rebuked and the curse is broken. I live under an open heaven. You pour out upon me such a blessing. There is not room enough to receive it. We receive jobs and better jobs. Raises and bonuses sales and commissions, benefits and settlements, estates and inheritances, interest and incomes, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, bills paid off, debts demolished, and royalties received. But you know, before I ever pray any of those, amen, I thank God for everything. I repent before him. Amen. And I say, Lord, I, I submit myself to you. I'm a, I submit myself to your word, to your name, to your, to your will. Amen. To your angels, to your blood, to my pastor. Amen. To my wife, to those that I encounter today. Amen. And I say, Lord, I thank you for the full armor of God, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit, Lord. My loins being girt about with truth and my feet being shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace and I said God let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight oh God why well, that's just vain repetitions. No, it's not. Uh, that's God's promises. Uh, that's God's word. Uh, and I would encourage some of y'all to get a hold of, amen, of that consistency. Amen. Is that all that I pray? No. Amen. I continue to pray for my pastors uh, and my wife uh, and the church. Uh, 
Amen. But pray the promises of God. There's power just in praying that. I don't know if y'all felt it, but as I was praying, you could just feel the Holy Ghost. Why? Because you are quoting God's word. Amen. Some, some of us struggle. We don't know how exactly to pray. I'm not, that's not a slur. That's not making fun of you. Some of you, you just don't know. Hey, you have to, you don't know. If you don't learn, you have to, you don't know. It's just simple. Yes. Amen. Even the disciples said, teach us to pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day thy daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Amen. Lead us not into temptation. Amen. And I can't quote the rest of it. Hallelujah. Amen. But teach us to pray. Amen. You want to learn how, hey, the very first thing, go look up some promises in the word of God. And if you don't know how to pray, pray his promises. Pray his word. Pray a prayer of humility. Amen. Because the Bible says that if you humble yourself, you'll be exalted. In other words, if you make yourself low, he will make you high. But if you exalt yourself, you make yourself high. Amen. You'll be a base. He's going to bring you down low. Beware when you think you're something. He'll knock you down. Amen. Being humble, having humility is one of the greatest things that we can do. The uncertain certainty, a certain season. I want to tell you, God has brought this church into a certain season. Amen. God is doing the miraculous. God, it's everywhere. Whether if it's in Texas, if it's in the mountains, if it's in, amen, in Madisonville, Hopkins County, Truth Apostolic Church. Amen. I don't care. God is going to begin to give favor to every step we take and every community we go into, every door that we walk into. Amen. Come on. The grocery stores, the malls, the shopping centers, our jobs. Amen. Our homes, we're going to have favor in everything we do. Amen. But it's going to take a consistency. It's going to take an un unwavering, excuse me, an unwavering attitude and spirit, amen, that says, Lord, whatever comes against me, God, I am yours, amen, I'm not going to defile my temple, I'm not, Lord God, amen, going to look at certain things, think upon certain things, listen to certain things, why, God, because I belong to you, amen, and when things start fighting you and things start, amen, uh, hitting you in the face and you start feeling depressed, uh, amen, and you start feeling all these thoughts and thinking them and uh, what did Brother Wade say? Don't own them. You say, I am, this is not who I am. Depressed is not who I am. Suicidal is not who I am. Amen, this carnal mind is not what I am. Amen. I am a child of the most whole high God, excuse me. I'm a child of the most high God. Amen. I've been bought. Amen. With a price. Amen. We are a peculiar people. We are a royal priesthood. Amen. Start speaking the things of God. Thanks for taking the time to take in today's program. This is a media ministry outreach of Truth Apostolic Church in Madisonville, Kentucky. 
For more information about our ministry, visit our website. We're doing it. We're trying our best. Praise God to put it all out. Amen. Out there on every platform we possibly can. Hallelujah. And I'm glad because the world, hallelujah, amen, needs to know that what I have, amen, is being filled with the Spirit, amen, can change their life.